Live Twice, the show where we help you envision your home's potential. I'm Rob Perugini, along with Chris Kramer from C. Kramer Interiors and Joel Graber from Graber Custom Remodeling. And uh, people are asking us about what the heck does a contractor do that a homeowner just couldn't do by themselves? There's that weird area where you know what you want. It's in your head. It just seems like it's in the homeowner's mind. Why do you need a contractor? So I guess... Joel, like everybody kind of looks at you, like you're, you seem to be the contractor in the room generally. Mm -hmm. So defend yourself. Well, we're great at spending your money. Uh, Well, end of show. (laughs) Well, you heard it here first. (laughs) No, that's what people think. Exactly. That's, that's, that's generally the idea. The thought is, uh, if I hire a contractor, it's going to cost me 10, 20% more somewhere in there. Um, and that's typically not the, I, that's not we said typically, typically. I mean, I guess it depends on the contractor that you hire. There's some people out there that will rake you across the coals. So is that a place that we should start then? Do you think, I mean, do you think generally most contractors are trying to do that or you think most contractors are? No, I, most, otherwise. most contractors are very conscious on cost. You know, we are consumers just like everybody else, and we want to make sure that when we're out purchasing something that we get a fair deal. And so typically that the contractor is conscious of that on his part, too. He, You have certain variables that go into running a business, and you know what it costs to run your business, and you got to make some money. Otherwise, why would you do it? Right. So. But where do they make their money, then? I guess that would be the question. How does a contractor make money? Well, there's uh, well, there's a couple of places that you make money. Um, one is the labor that you put into it, and that's uh, that's the majority of your money that you make is the labor that you have into a project. And then there's a little bit of a markup, typically on product or subcontractors. So I think if you're listening, though, you're going to hear, oh, well, if I buy all the material, then we don't have that markup, and then I'm going to save even more money. Uh, well, we run. I've run into that on a number of occasions, and the the issue that you run into there is when I'm coming in blind, or any of my subs are coming in blind on what product they're using. They're gonna have to add a little bit to their labor to make sure that it covers what they have into it. You, you can you can do that. You can buy materials and provide, and sometimes it'll it'll save you. But it just depends on where you're getting it. What I'm hearing then is if you're not the contractor and you're not the subcontractor and you're buying the materials that like not being familiar with the product adds to the cost because they have to maybe learn how to work with this material that they're not used to working with. Is that what you're saying? That can be. Or if it's provided by the contractor or the subcontractor, then they're coming to the site with everything that they're going to need to do that project right away there's no guessing on what am i going to be dealing with here and having to run after a part or anything like that that's a lot of times where you would add a little bit to labor just because the 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 person doing the project didn't know everything that they were dealing with right so then if if uh well like chris you're kind of a you're you're both you're a sub and a contractor You, you you work in both roles right so when you hear like what I'm hearing is that that markup comes because you know it's a business, 
but in in your field you're on both sides so mm-hmm. i guess where does the cost where do you see the cost with with a contractor subcontractor type relationship well if i become the contractor for example if if you come to me and say i'm going to redo my bathroom right um that's obviously not something i do the work on so i would either refer a contractor which is typically what I would do. I'd call Joel and say, Joel, I've got a bathroom remodel for you. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to you, and we'll make the selections with the client, but you're going to be in charge of the project, basically. But for me to be a contractor, it's, it's typically small jobs. Like if you come to me and say, I want, my wall, I want wallpaper, we hire the, the paper installer. We make our money on selling the wall, the wall covering, and then we mark up the, uh, basically we mark up the labor. So, but we're hearing a lot of the terms markup. Well, you, there is a markup, but what what you'll find is when you, for a contractor, a, a reasonable markup is like maybe 10%. Typically, you're getting a 10% discount from your subcontractors, what, what, what we would call a contractor discount. And that that the reason you get that as a contractor is because you're doing business continually with a subcontractor, a subcontractor being a contractor is the person who has and maintains the contract with the homeowner. Uh, Subcontractors are the people who are contracted by the contractor to come in and do various aspects of the project, whatever that would be, if it's wall coverings or HVAC or electric or anything like that, drywall finishing or painting, whatever it might be. But for a subcontractor, the majority of your work comes from contractors, and and you develop relationships with these people who continually bring work to you. So you're going to give them a little bit of a, a discount so that they can make some money too off of the project, and that may, that helps to just maintain the relationship because a homeowner is typically a one-off. You might get some other repeat business from that homeowner in the future, but it's not going to be anything compared to what a contractor is going to bring you. So is that generally what you would? Right. Uh, and it, it's like when I hire the paper hanger, he, to your point, he does give us a discount. And basically what we're doing is just the price, the cost, the consumer would end up paying the same price we charge. Right. Because we're just taking that discount and marking it marketing up. up that same discount. So it basically covers our some of our cost, but we're but making then the, a little bit. But then the homeowner has to not worry about anything. They, we take care of the scheduling. Right. We take care of making sure the paper's there. We make sure that everything is ready. Uh, we communicate with the with the homeowner, um, so they don't have to worry about anything. You know, all they have to do is have the vision. So let's catch have. everybody up. Then we're talking about contractors here with Chris and Joel. What's the benefit? The cost benefit of having a contractor. Like, why even have a contractor? And so far, what we're hearing is is that that discount that is passed along to contractors through loyalty of work or you're always hiring subcontractors, it's that discount that you get and that is how you make a living. It's not necessarily, you're not necessarily making a living on the back of the homeowner. It's really, you're taking these discounts that you get from suppliers and 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 the like and passing that cost saving along or using that cost saving as as your profit but it's really not in the in the homeowner sense is that right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean i guess if you're a homeowner and you don't want to have to worry about your project every second 
and pay exactly the same price as you would. It sounds like a sales pitch for contracting, but I think it is, really. Because in my mind, see, in my mind, I was sitting here, I was looking at maybe tearing out my deck, putting a new deck in, and doing some stuff in the backyard, but you're kind of like shaking that up for me a little bit. Because who wants to go and haggle for material? I don't even know what the material is. I'd have to learn all that stuff. That is a hassle. I guess if I came from the construction world, it might be different, but then I'm already a contractor, so I guess that doesn't matter. But Chris is in... Chris, with with C Kramer Interiors, you 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 fall on on both, mm-hmm. and you said you're careful not to take on a project that's outside of your scope. Correct. So that would end. You're controlling costs for the homeowner there too, because if it was out of your scope, then you're together with them, right? Is that is that fair enough? Yes, very fair. I mean, I don't want to take on something that's going to cause you a problem and cause additional problems for myself and I'm going you to, and me exactly. <laughs> I'm going to turn it over to someone who. Deals Explain with you. problems all the time. Deals with those type of problems. Exactly. <laughs> I know. What is that? Is that a contractor's like? <laughs> because I also don't have the time to manage a bathroom remodel when I don't do that on it every day, or a kitchen remodel. I want to turn it over to a professional who's a number one going to take care of the homeowner professionally, give them a, the quality finished product that they're seeking, and also. Um, then basically I come in as almost like the sub in some cases because then we're, mm-hmm. we're helping the homeowner make those selections, which then makes it easier for the contractor because he's not sitting there going, okay, I'm waiting for some selections here. I'm, you know, we've already started. We've already had those selections taken care of long before he's ready to start the job. Do you often find yourself like rescuing a, a project? Yes. Like from <laughs> quite a homeowner? A, quite often, yeah. Quite often we'll run into that. I tend to not blame the homeowner in that because everybody wants to give it the old college Mm -hmm. try. It doesn't look that complicated, I suppose, until you realize what you've gotten yourself into. You know, as a spectator, you're like, ah, I think I could do that. I mean, I used to look at at, uh, major league pitchers going, you know what? I could hit one. I could hit one of those. (laughs) I could take one punch from Mike Tyson until you see it live and you're like, yeah, "Yeah, you know what? I don't think so. You could take one punch from Mike Tyson, but. You know, once you wake up from it, a couple months later, you can really enjoy that. <laughs> you realize uh, shouldn't have done that. But I think that I think that's not a bad assim- assimilation there, though. No, that's it, it. Is like taking a punch from Mike Tyson when you get halfway into a project, uh, five figures down the road. Right, you're, you're figuring out that this was not this was not awesome. Right, mm-hmm. yeah, because we rescue homeowners too. Mm-hmm. Right, and then when they're done, where do they see the costs? Like, what do you hear from the Joel? What do you hear from like a homeowner, let's just look at a rescue situation because I think we've all been in that situation. Just maybe you not you guys because you know what you're doing, right? <laughs> you know where you go halfway in, you're kind of like halfway across the river, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, uh, he, typically happens with smaller projects or what I would consider a smaller project. Maybe it's just somebody was decided they wanted to redo their kitchen and they were changing out cabinets or something and countertop and. You know, they get partway in and think, I don't have, most of the time it's the time issue that you're, you're dealing with, with a homeowner that, and I just don't have the tools for doing all this, or I hired a guy that's, that's just doing the cabinetry, and I have an electrician that I work with, and, you know, they're both, their schedules don't match up, so they're dealing with... I can't get this project done ever because nobody can ever make it when I need them here. 
And that adds to the cost. And that ends up adding to the cost. But that, that cabinet person might not have been giving the homeowner the same price as they were. A contractor, right. No, they're definitely not going to get the same price from from a if i went to the same cabinet guy that if it was my if i had a relationship with him i'd be getting a different i'd be getting a a, a contractor's discount right oh we all know the buddy rule right chris when you hire your buddy yeah what happens hire your brother-in-law for something that's like two times the fun <laughs> <laughs> Already kind of don't like this person. <laughs> and now I can only put a bowling ball in one corner of my addition. <laughs> but I, I think, do you see that a lot where, uh, I think that that's probably the predominant rescue situation where it's the, I hired a buddy. Right. And then or, the costs are just elevated. Or tried to do it myself. Do it yourself. I, I mean, I'm, I had a window that my father-in-law, you know, He's actually good at it, but he doesn't live here anymore. So I did it. He said to me on the phone, he said, well, give it a try. I'll just take it out when I come home. And yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> he visited for Christmas and did a, redid a window that I tried it's before I knew you guys. Well, hey, at least ago. you tried it. Joel was giving me the evil eye over the No, that's all right. I, that's fine. You know, really, a lot of times people trying it is good for us because they realize, eh, I don't want to do this ever again. Right. Sliders. You know, because it, it just took way more time than what I wanted to put into it, and it was way more difficult than I thought it would be. So you're listening to Measure Twice. We have uh, Chris Kramer from C. Kramer and Tears and Joel Graber from Graber Custom Remodeling. I got contractor on the brain now. That's all right. But technically you're a contractor too, and occasionally a subcontractor. And Chris, in in your line of work, you're you're on both ends. I, I feel... Joel and I should sit here and feel for you because you're also on like the artistic end, that ethereal, there's no right answer. At least in Joel and I's world, we <laughs> screw up, it's evident. Right. Right? <laughs> if if you screw up, it's subjective, right? You might not have done a one thing wrong, uh, but it doesn't, it just doesn't look right. And that always adds cost. You know, if you're doing, if I'm a homeowner doing that on my own and I screwed that up, like you can't even attribute the cost anymore. I mean, there's a cost, but you can't even figure out where you spent it. I think that's a big deal too. Mm-hmm. Is knowing what you're spending on, and and if I'm wrong, you tell me. But you you, it's common for contractors to keep track of all the costs. Everybody knows where everybody is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think some homeowners, it just these receipts go here, they go there. Yeah. Who knows where what that costs? I had oh sheetrock's coming today. I got to move the lawnmower, type thing. I mean, when you run into that, what does that in your world? How does that affect you? How does that affect the cost? I suppose he's looking at me like I don't know how it affects the mm-hmm. cost. Well, I, I'm trying to figure out your question. I think what Chris is saying is I didn't have a good question. I was trying. <laughs> no, so. I was just. What was the question? I'm feeling judged now. I don't get it. I, in your subjective world, because design is very subjective. Yeah. When somebody designs something on their own. Oh, oh, from, okay. And then it's even they don't like it. Uh huh. I don't know how, Joel, how does Chris walk in and say, I think we can all agree that all the work you've done is really ugly and we need to start over? <laughs> how do you do that? Tactfully. <laughs> <laughs> that has happened on more times than I can count, probably. Typically, what happens is, a person will attempt it on their own or they'll hire a 
well, let me re, uh, let me kind of backtrack this a little bit. I had a client one time that remodeled their bathroom, and they didn't. They thought they could do it on their own, so they hired different. They hired a the builder that built their house to remodel this bathroom. But the subs that they used, number one, they put a stone floor in in the bathroom, but the person that was putting the stone in had never put stone down before, so he didn't understand how to lay it properly. So when you walked into the bathroom, all of one color was lined up, and the next the next row was a completely different color. He didn't know that you're supposed to work out of different boxes and kind of blend. Wow. Wow. Was like <laughs> that was the, a uh, major wow. Was it Willy yeah. Wonka's house? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, of course, the homeowner, by the time they caught it, it was too late. So they they realized immediately that. Don't they uh-oh. take the stone back at the, the place where you buy it? It's installed. Once grouted. it's installed, you're in trouble. You, they ate that. So they realized, and then the wall color that they selected was bad. And and it just, the whole thing just fell apart from there. So mistakes add up. Oh, <laughs> oh my. You're talking $20,000 worth of unhappiness. Wow. And that's all because they hired the wrong. And a contractor, you're saying, would step in. And this at con- least, you know. So I guess that's the thing. It's like part of the cost is not just necessarily that you're probably going to pay the same amount because of the discounts that the contractor gets. Um, but in mistakes and then being able to identify mistakes, I'm here and then. Oh, because most people wouldn't know that how a, a, t- a stone floor should be laid versus a regular ceramic tile. And this goes back to what we do is we we also work with the subcontractors and say and and. When a project is under construction, we don't just step back and say, okay, it started, and then go in at the end. We're there throughout the entire process following up on the tile and and the placement of the, you know, if it's the bathroom, the bathroom fixtures, making sure that the vanities we ordered, was they were correct, the countertops are going in properly. It's not just, okay, you hired me, we picked out everything, I'll see you at the end. No, well, there's a management process that goes all the way through. You'd be normally paying hourly, or it would perceive to be paying yourself hourly, and that is like a perceived savings. When really, you're not saving anything. You're like trying to figure out. You're learning how to what stone means, the cabinetry means, right. what it means to put it in. You have to have an eye for that. I get that, but what I'm hearing is that's good. You might by accident get all that correct, or you might be good at it, but you're subcontractor or you make one mistake that's like a bottom line that's like there's no erasing that cost correct right i mean ultimately your choice to to use a contractor is based on your personal experience if you're a highly experienced construction person you could probably do it on your own and you're probably already a contractor but if you're not what you're leaving on the table by not having a contractor is probably you make a mistake, they all go to the bottom line. Two, you're not getting any discounts from anybody, even if they tell you, probably. Yeah. You're probably not getting a discount. True. True. And three, the the subcontractors aren't treating you like their main form of income. And so they're really your time is money thing not working out. Right. Right. I yeah. would agree with that. So in my mind I would just give it a shot. Mm-hmm. But the mistake part, that's kind of what gets me. If I make one mistake, I'm adding two grand to my project. And it's like, I could have just not worried about it, paid the same amount. Right. Literally not worried about it. Right. right. Yeah. Or you live with the mistake. 
So we, uh, yeah. <laughs> right, you live with the Willy Wonka bathroom and the right. cab, what the countertop where everything rolls to the back corner and has no GFIs. Mm-hmm. So you electrocute yourself weekly. Okay. Um, Chris. You're waking me up over I, here. I know. More coffee, donut. What do we need over there? Chris is kind of like, your mind is elsewhere because he has the, you know, in the room, no offense, Joel, but. You know, Chris, he's the celebrity. The ego. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, you know, as you listen to the show more and more often, you'll hear that That's Chris, right. Chris, gets, you know, Chris celebrity. Id lines. Kramer. Yes. What? Id. Id. <laughs> he's got it. <laughs> or super ego. Sometimes he walks in with the ego. I don't know. We're getting us on a okay. tangent here. But... <laughs> Pile it on oh, him. You're giving me Pile a compliment. This guy. I know. Yeah. It's like boot camp. Yeah. Look, he's turning red over. Yeah, yes. Thank you. I'm hot now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little warm in here. So, Chris, in the in the timing thing, he's <laughs> giving me looks. It, with timing with the contractor, uh, a subcontractor, the relationship with with you as a subcontractor to contractor is much different than a subcontractor's relationship with somebody who's not a professional contractor. Is that what I'm picking up? A homeowner. Say it again. <laughs> See, yeah. he gives me the prima donna. I'm yeah. no prima donna. <laughs> And he's like, no, no why I, are you I, talking to me? I was thinking about stone. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I. So the, what I'm saying is the relationship with the from a with a subcontractor to a professional contractor is much different than the relationship a subcontractor has with like a homeowner or not a professional contractor. Oh yeah, completely different. End of story. <laughs> done. Show's over. Show's done. I'm done. That was it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> from, from Chris's lips. <laughs> uh, you got me all riled with this ego thing. <laughs> yeah. anyway. um, a subcontractor is going to be, I don't want to call it loyalty, but there's going, they're going to, a subcontractor is going to work more with someone who has, who can keep them busy constantly. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so if I'm a homeowner hiring a subcontractor and doing it on my own, and that subcontractor is already work, already has ties to a builder or another contractor, it might take you a year, six months to get a project completed because they're constantly pulled by that builder contractor. To- so Joel, why are they pulled? Well, if I'm, if any, any subcontractor, they're thinking about keeping their guys busy and we do that anybody does the work because typically because they enjoy it and because it's a business to make money or whatever but uh if in 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 that i have to keep my guys busy or is the is the mentality or you're going to lose guys because everybody needs guys right now so I'm gonna it, it, as a subcontractor. Some they're gonna go where. If, so if if I if I as a contractor or any contractor has a project going, and uses a uses I'll just use a plumber for example, ha, uses the same plumber for every project that he does. You know, a contractor is not gonna just call a sub up and say, "Hey, I'm on a project right now, and we're gonna need plumbing next week." This typically it's something that you've worked out already. There's been pricing done, product has been chosen, there's been a schedule put together, and so they know what and when they're going to be doing the project, for the most part. I guess everybody has had this. You've, you need a plumber. 
want somebody needs a plumber. We're picking on plumbers. A fine profession, by the way. Right. But we'll just use them because we're talking about them. You need a plumber, and it's uh, your your you have to plumb uh, your basement or something like that. You're putting in a a head in your basement or something like that. Why is it so hard to have them look at their schedule and say, "Yeah, I'll just I'll just be there that day." But it just seems like stuff comes up. Well, it does because scheduling in the in the construction world is not a perfect science because you will run into things on any it, it doesn't matter if somebody if if somebody you run into a snag as far as maybe it's permitting and the county or the city is making you change something or one of the subs ahead of you as a subcontractor was unable something happened you know there's just life happens to everybody and when you have that many people on a project it's going to affect the schedule at some point and it may affect you as a as a subcontractor so then that's when you're saying that if you're just if you're not a professional contractor or somebody that hires subcontractors all the time is that is that where they have to make that cold hard decision hmm do I go to the one off house and do that project, or do I keep the person who keeps me employed all the time happy? And that's a tough decision, isn't it? I mean, but that's essentially what's going on. It it really puts the uh, the sub in an awkward position because um, they've committed to two projects, and the project that the the they're torn because the contractor that they're working with is pulling them into these bigger jobs. And and to Joel's point. They have a, a team of, of employees. Like I, I work with a, a, a carpenter who has three guys that work for him. And, and when things start to look like there's nothing on the horizon, they'll take up these small jobs. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, a bigger job comes in and that, built, and that contractor pulls them in and says, okay, here you're going to be tied up on this project now for the next six months, which is great for the sub because now he has work for his guys bad for the homeowner who has this little side job that now gets put off six months. Because the homeowner doesn't have the leverage that a contractor has. Exactly. Doesn't have the leverage, doesn't have the, like Joel said earlier, this is a one-time job for them, whereas they're trying to be loyal to the person that's loyal to them, the contractor who's going to have future work. And and that's not an easy, that's not easy for a subcontractor. No. No subcontractor takes a job, thinks, okay, I'll just use this for a filler whenever I actually need some work. Nobody, guys don't want to do that because that affects how you, how people perceive you and your business and how you your operate. Right, right, your reputation. Right. And so, well, I should, quality guys, you know, actually guys that care about the work they're doing. But so generally speaking, that that's not you know the mentality. I mean, there's and the worst thing you could do as a homeowner is say tell somebody, just get to it whenever you can, or if you want to use this as a filler, that'd be all right. Don't do that because it won't get done. So I think that's worth repeating. <laughs> right. If you are taking the role of contractor and you're the homeowner, never tell your subcontractor just get to this when you can, or or that's exactly what you're going to get. Right. If ever. Right. Uh, believe right. me, I have a friend of mine who's been put out of their 
their living space for a long time based on that contract, the contract of no contract. Right. And I and you know off off mic, Joel, you had said something that was really interesting that the word contract is in the word contractor. Right. For a reason. Right. <laughs> and it's it's the de- details. Right. <laughs> when right. are you going to be here? And so other than that tip, which I think is a really good tip, never tell a yeah, subcontractor. No rush. <laughs> is there something right. else that a that a uh, a homeowner should look for maybe in a contractor, or if they've taken on the role of contractor, some things that they can do to 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 move things along for timing? Well, I definitely have a schedule. I'd have a schedule, and I'd have some sort of a contract. Uh, but as far as you know, as a homeowner, you have to understand that if you're going to do it, it's going to take a lot of time, a lot of your time, and it's going to take up time during your day when you may be at work or doing something else because that's when subs are working. So if they need answers or uh, they're running into an issue and there's not a contractor and you're, or you're uh, working as the contractor, it, you you have a responsibility of making timely decisions and and getting things taken care of and i think along with that excuse me is the um when you start the process i think it would be important for the homeowner to say here's my time frame can you meet my time frame Mm -hmm. if we're going to start this project in two weeks when can i expect it to be completed because my expectation is here and i think it's up to the contractor then to say yes i can meet that no i can't meet that Right. Then it okay, yeah. from there. If you're if you're looking for a contractor, right. If yeah. you're looking for a contractor, I think you definitely need to put some parameters of time on in there. You're listening to Measure Twice. I'm here with Chris Kramer and Joel Graber, and uh, I'm Rob Perigini, and we're really discovering the the timing aspect of having a, a contractor is a is a big deal, um, and how you get your things done. And homeowners can certainly take on the role, but they have to be careful to have contracts to never tell. You're a subcontractor that to get to it when you can. Um, and to understand that quality control and the decision-making process is completely in the hands of whoever takes on the role as contractor. Mm-hmm. So you may be homeowner, but once you become contractor now, you can be wherever. You could be at Disney World on a roller coaster and your phone might ring. And probably should never go on vacation while there's work. I think I, we may <laughs> not, not, if you're the, not if you're the contractor. <laughs> the contractor. If you hire a contractor... Please go on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't hire a contractor, you better be around. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. That, there's some issues that can that can happen up there. All the time. Uh, we welcome your emails on this subject. If you have a, a question, um, you can certainly email us at questions at mtwiceshow.com. And uh, we'll get to your questions on air. And we've had questions about contractors. I guess that's the, that's the oldest profession in the building business, the yeah. contractor. Um, but... Timing is is a big deal, and ordering logistics, uh, we have that down. I have that down as as a question. Who's who's doing the ordering? If you're a contractor, does contractor always do the ordering? No. Well, you you there's res- responsibilities delegated. Um, if it's plumbing parts or electrical parts, typically it's the sub that's taking care of that that will be supplying the parts because then they can. Because they have relationships with their v- vendors, right. and so it just helps everybody out that way, and they're able to keep things timely as well in that in that manner. Uh, so I'm not going to go and order every part because I want 
my or, or any contractor is not going to go and order every part. They're going to a contractor will have their subcontractors order parts specific to what they're doing, and contract. And it depends on whatever the contractor is doing. It you know if it's the, if the contractor is doing the framing and the finishing, they'll they'll take care of those things. That whether it's your lumber and and exterior finishes and your trim packages or whatever it might be that you're dealing with as a contractor. But, and then, and, and the homeowner, uh, it's not uncommon to have homeowners providing part parts and pieces, something that they found when they were on a trip and that was, maybe it's a chandelier or something and they, they loved it. And then that's kind of what was the inspiration behind the remodel that they're doing or a piece of art. And so then that's where Chris comes in. It so helps too. Have you seen that? Because in design, that sounds like that would happen all the time. At least at the design phase, where somebody finds a tub or oh, chandelier or something. Like that. Every project. That's probably what makes it cool, though, right? You, right. You can really it, be creative through that stuff. Correct, and it, and it keeps you from falling into the routine of the what I call the norm. You know, oh, we've done this. We're going to do this bathtub again. We're going to do this style again. Again, the homeowner is bringing in their personality which is critical because the house should reflect or the project should reflect their taste. So wouldn't the contractor get in the way of the personality? No, no, not my, not from my experience. Actually, the, the contractor helps facilitate that. So as long as it doesn't bog them down or they know it in advance that you're doing something special so that, the, again, it goes to the scheduling. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me like it, it allows the... The person who's going to dwell in the home, this creative freedom, because they know that there's somebody there that can help them make it happen. Correct. Right. I mean, that's the bottom line. If you want it to happen, and in a good way, the contractor is the easiest way. It's really not more expensive, and it, it takes less time. And my experience, too, is I've had homeowners that had some very specific requests that were very structural, and it and it there was an issue with in a, in a lower level, finished lower level, we had a a beam and and we needed to if possible move it because it was becoming really an obstruction and it was really a, a problem for the homeowner visually and the builder that we were working with at the time didn't say no it has to stay we're, that this is all all you can do sorry end of story he said let me think about it they can't everybody sat down we came up with a solution took care of the beam homeowner was thrilled mm-hmm. i think that's the bottom line then with the contractor the benefits outweigh the costs, and what I'm hearing is there's not it's not really more expensive. It sounds too good to be true that you hire somebody to do the project, and it really doesn't cost you more, and you have to think about it less. I mean, it sounds like we're, that's where we're ending up. Now, not every single project. I mean, minor projects you can you do on your own, but if if it's if you're talking, you know, four five figures, I mean, yeah, we've learned though that there is kind of a network of benefits that contractors get that they that she's a homeowner would never know that that it even exists um the network of of knowing really great subcontractors is i think that we haven't touched on that i'm beginning to see the insight that contractors have into the industry that a homeowner may not have and may pay in the long run for not having and that resides probably in quality. I have to assume that if somebody knows what they're doing, <laughs> they can identify quality. Yeah. I mean, I might know it when I see it, but I won't know where to look for it. And and is that true, Chris, that contractors know where to look for quality? True. And in my opinion, just my opinion, but quality is number one uh, as far as what I look for in a, in a sub and 
even what we try to provide. We surround ourselves with the best people in the area because basically bottom line is it re- the sub reflects us. So if I refer a subcontractor to a client or you came in and said, who do you recommend for tile? Who do you recommend for carpet installation? I surround myself with the best people I know to take care of you. In every business. I mean, I've never met a CEO that said, you know, I want to be around the worst people. Right. You, know, that's just, you just can't maintain <laughs> your existence that way. And so quality is, that's, that's number one. I mean, everybody's chasing cost. Right. Right. Nobody wants to feel like they lost. And, and they well, it's like the, the, there's three legs in that in, in any build that you and, and that you have to take into consideration cost, time and quality. And you can't have a really low cost in a really short period of time and keep quality. It might cost a little more to have a high quality project done in a timely manner or time might suffer a little bit in order to make sure that you get that quality at a cost that matches your budget. And along with that, sometimes the consumer isn't aware of what the quality is necessarily. Like, for example, if you have someone who's looking for a special wallpaper, I mean, we've had a couple people buy silk wall covering, and I will say, do not use anyone but this person because they're, they know how to handle the product. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes they might just buy the wallpaper and have whomever, or they might want to try to put it up themselves. And it's like, oh, there's special care that has to be taken here. So don't just trust anyone. Here's who I would recommend handle that specific product in order to give you a quality product. Right. Right. And and there are those excellent in installing floors, very detailed guy left his flooring in his garage and was taking it in and out from his garage. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, uh, he did a great job when he was done. It looked great. Four days later, everything shrank. Yeah, everything shrunk, or, and he had like, well, and then he had waves. Expanded. He had, uh, yeah. it looked like an ocean when you look across. Uh-huh. And it's because, well, he didn't have the insight into that product. He right. didn't understand one aspect of it. And then time now, forget it. You've blown right. time away and quality. Mm-hmm. That's that was very, you know, very Vince Lombardi like statement by Joel. <laughs> you know. Your time, your quality and your cost those three things are what goes into a project and, and so one suffers the other suffers. right and and really cost is that thing that is perception and and if we learned anything today about contracting i mean measure twice on contracting you know meaning check yourself to see if you can actually do it because if you can't it's going to cost you more it's going right. to take more time um but measure twice on finding the contractor that you trust Right. So how would you recommend finding a contractor to work with? If you're a homeowner, you know, how would you find that contractor? I mean, everybody can Google contract. Right. And a lot of people want a personal referral. So we will have, it's not uncommon for someone to call us up and say, who do you recommend to put down a hardwood floor? And Mm -hmm. we will say, use this person. And, or how, who do you recommend for, Wallpaper, who so, do you recommend? So if you're hiring a contractor, it's okay to ask the contractor if you can talk to somebody who they oh, can yeah. work for. Yeah. They want, people want referrals. Yeah. You can at least talk to somebody to find out how they worked. Because if, if you're engineer-like and they seem, they might have great re- recommendations, but if you're like an engineer and everything is linear and, and very ordered, you're going to need to talk to a certain type of person to make you feel good. 
Right. Even if they're an excellent contractor, they may not fit. Right. Well, yeah, and I, I, that's something I'd recommend is after you get referrals, and it's good to get referrals from people that you know. It's best to know if most people know somebody who's had projects done. Ask a couple of people that you trust, and you know, ask them what you know. What are the things that work that were were good? What were the things that you weren't sure about? You know, whatever it was, and then uh, you know, contact a couple of contractors and just talk with them and see you know what you know meet with them and just see what the fit is because a lot of times a personality makes a big difference on how it's going to work i know as a contractor i when i meet with a homeowner it's a it's an interview for me too i want to know if if we're going to be able to work together i want to know that because if i can't work with a homeowner very well it's not going to be good for anybody it's better for me to say or any contractor, because I know I'm not the only one that does it, but it's better for me to say, I think you'd probably be better off with somebody other than me. You know, whether it's the time that that it needs to be done in or, you know, what they're looking at, like budget-wise, you know, whatever it might be, just personality, you know, how, how it clicks. You kind of have a, you kind of get a feel for people. Right. Can we have the c- communication that we need to have? in this project do we understand each other and some would say honesty shows up in that frankness in that conversation and uh, that's all we have time for today with chris kramer from c kramer interiors joel graber from graber custom remodeling and i am rob perigini with measure twice podcasts by federated media Podcasts by Federated Media.